On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? On today's podcast, we have the lovely Paige Gibson with Paige Gibson Homes. Paige started her career in public relations, not knowing that her adventure into real estate was right around the corner. Today, she shares her strategies to curate her brand and how she organically grew through social media. Welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's fun to do my first podcast. Yeah, we're really excited. So um, Paige and I have met before, so I know a little bit about this, but our listeners don't. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, you know you joined the um, industry in 2018 um, from health insurance, right? So yeah. it's like one to another, right? So um, what made you dive into real estate? So I always laugh, right? You have these people who just like knew they always wanted to be a realtor or like have always loved houses or have been like going to open houses with families since they were four as a pastime. I literally had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a realtor, what's that? So it's actually like literally, so I actually um, nannied for a high producing agent in college and how I got that role was I lived in a duplex and one of the girls who was nannying previously was like, hey, I'm graduating and someone needs to fill this role. Do any of you guys want it? And so it was kind of like, yeah, I have a light course load. I like to stay busy. Sure. So I wound up like nannying for her and did not ask one really question about real estate even. Um, (laughs) Just was like, you seem really busy. Um, (laughs) Let me help. And so then when I graduated, she was building a team. um, And I, so I graduated from University of St. Thomas. And then I went to, and I did like a ton of marketing and different internships while I was there. Um, but I went to United Health Group after. Spent a year there. This top producer went to build out a team and needed an assistant. And that's when they were like, well, who have you worked well with in the past? And I made my, or my name showed up on that list and they called me and were like, hey, we need someone, we think you're qualified you want to like join the team like yesterday and it's wow. funny because it's like when you have that it's like I totally see it now so differently than I did at the time but it was totally a hire out of like we needed someone and we needed them yesterday yeah we need them now so yeah so kind of like right place right time yeah and it just was like made a good impression and worked well together and so that's what got me into real estate so I had no idea and then now that I've been in it for four years um it just really seems like all of my previous whether it was marketing i did a internship with the timberwolves at a membership services so like kind of account management um i did blog writing for someone at, you know at an agency um and then i worked for red bull as an event planner essentially so it feels like it's like kind of all built up into this like it all came An together. encompassing role Yeah, now. totally. And it was like I had, I didn't seek it out. So I think it's kind of funny where I'm like, yeah, I just kind of wound up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know. So, so then from when you started to where you are now, 
with your brand because your brand, whether it's on social media or your website or anything, just very polished, put together, and you can tell it's you. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Where'd you yeah. Where'd you start with that? Was it website first, making a logo first, or what? What did that look like? Yeah. So. Uh, it'll tie into my like experience. So uh, was an assistant for a year. I was not the best assistant. Like <laughs> I laugh and say that now, but it's just one of those things that like someone who's an amazing assistant and like if there are assistants out there listening to this, like you literally hold the agent together with your glue and band-aids and tape and like the un hopefully not unsung hero, but the hero of just I kind of relate assistants. Like you know when toddlers are. Um, learning how to walk mm-hmm. and like we all like clear out every little toy or obstacle so that they like don't bump into anything like a great assistant is doing that for an agent right yeah I like that I analogy, like that analogy right? yeah. plus I can so relate to that <laughs> <laughs> there's like look at me go and it's like well yeah I cleared out all of the stuff to get you there so um but anyways I just didn't love being an assistant I really wanted to be client facing um, I really liked the agent I was working for, but it just wasn't using my skills in the best capacity. And um, and yeah, like I said, I wanted to be client facing. So um, after a year of being an assistant, I stepped off and created Paige Gibson Homes. And I knew from the beginning I wanted that like brand and just wanted that like seamless look and feel. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out and invested pretty heavily right away and She's changed her name now to Artful. I want to say it's Artful Brand, but it's Katie, um, formerly Ryan, um, Katie Harms now. And so she helped curate that. And we honestly going through a brand, a branding experience with a professional, I think is not underrated by any means, but I don't think people acknowledge its importance. Mm-hmm. Like getting people on Canva and pick some colors and do it, but the way my experience felt branding with her, and I would hope any person who's doing professional branding, is like, I have all these ideas and I can put them on paper, and then she just takes them and she like creates something and like, you're like, oh my gosh, you've read my brain. Like, I feel like you're seeing the inside yeah. of my brain. And how we came up with my colors was so cool was, we just opened up my closet and was like, <sighs> what do I you wear? Because really real estate, like, Branding in real estate, it's so personal, right? So it's not like you go home or you go to a party and you don't have your realtor hat on. No, you live, eat, and breathe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so how can you create a brand that feels truly an extension of you? So whether they're holding a flyer or they're holding, you know, or they're seeing you, it's really just truly who you are, right? Yeah. So what are your favorite colors? You know, I think if someone wears pink all of the time, their branding should absolutely be pink or, you know, whatever their closet looks like mm-hmm. um, because that's what your clients see when you're out. That's, you know, you just want it to be a supernatural extension of who you are. And so I invested really heavily. I laugh about it now, but I really bet on myself because it it's like one of those things when it works out, you're like, wow, what a smart idea. And, yeah. back and at the time, it was not a smart idea. But I deferred my first year of taxes and I invested everything back into my business. And then in year two paid two years worth of taxes, but it's not a cheap investment. And so- That's what I was gonna ask because as a brand new agent, like, right, like that's the first thing is you have no, I mean, not everyone, but I'm, you have no money to dive into marketing and like, it's like, okay, so what am I gonna, how am I gonna take this $10,000 and I'm gonna take it and go buy leads or whatever, you know, what that looks like. And so it's, 
now I think also this attributes to you being you, right? But it is a risk to do something along those lines because branding is, I know, because we've rebranded all American title like three, four years ago. It is not cheap. Not cheap. Yeah. For, and they're worth it, right? I mean, the ROI it's completely. is, it's really so hard to put a number on that ROI because it, it shows up in everything I do, right? Mm-hmm. So who's to say Paige Gibson Homes would be anywhere near what it is now mm-hmm. without it? Um, but yeah, at the time, like super risky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and if someone's not willing to take that risk, maybe you save up for it, or maybe you take a cheaper course on branding. So you're learning from a professional or you're doing a smaller package or you're just doing things. But I think it's really important for it to be custom in the sense that it's you're not looking at another agent and being like, I love your branding. I'm just going to like copy and paste because it's not you and the the art of branding is when it's done and it feels like who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, even if someone did copy and paste branding, right? Like it's it's not going to feel like you or it's not going to feel like them. And so that's where it's like whatever budget works for them, how can you truly make it feel like you? And, you know, and it, you're making investments. You're making choices and investments everywhere you go, whether it's time, whether it's money, um, and so just taking a look at it and saying, okay, what's important to my clientele? You know, there are some people who their clientele does not care about their branding or they're not on Instagram or they're different places. And so for someone, it might not have been a smart choice, right? They might have invested in it and then not seen the return. Um, yeah, but for you, your dreamy client, yeah. the person you're, you're, the mm-hmm. person you're attracting to do business totally. with, yeah. it fits your, I mean, I mean, that is your brand. Yeah, I think that it was fits you. like such a, not pivotal, but kind of like that is what kickstarted my career, I sense. And like, I'm like stumbling, but it really was that like decision that was like, one, I'm betting on myself. So for me to be like, okay, now I'm, I have to go sell homes. <laughs> yeah, you have no choice. other choice because you're this far in. Yeah. You know? And um, it was really creating shareable content for my friends so that they could share it on their Instagram channels. I mean, I think the branding's the one thing and then having such a great support system that really pushed that branding and content out was really how I got started. Like I look back at that first year and without friends, and even today without friends sharing my stuff or clients or past clients, that's really how you grow. And so one, you have to have shareable content that people feel mm-hmm. reflects mm-hmm. them, right? So people only share things that they either inspires them or that they relate to or is an extension of them also. Mm-hmm. And so creating content that they are they feel is worth sharing. Um, and maybe they'll toss you a favor if it's not cute sometimes, right? But like <laughs> you want it to feel more natural. And then, um, yeah, having that hype squad that really believed in what I was doing and wanted to help and mm-hmm. um, saw me being good at it. I, I really like how, how you were saying that you were betting on yourself too. So it's like you have to do it now because when you're starting out too and you're investing that much financially, it's like whether or not the confidence is there, it has to be like fake it till you make it if it's not there. And so you're setting yourself up for success too by doing that because you're like, I, I need to go through with this now. And then when you finally are starting off, once you've got all of the branding and stuff that you wanted, you're like, now I have something backing me up outside of even just my hype squad, but like I have a brand that is truly me too, that I can carry forward. 
Yeah, and I should say too, I mean, it's not like I waited to start my business until I was branded. I think that falls into that category of like, well, I'm not ready or, you know, you can go sell real estate without a brand. We've been watching agents do it for hundreds of years. Absolutely, yes. yes. And so it's not like you need to have this brand before you like get into the business or you can't, you know, you could go put a generic whatever brokerage open house sign and like do an open house and get clients in. So it's not like you need it. So I don't want people to think they have to hold everything up to do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was like part of that I'm here and established. And um, I just saw at the time, right, like I created templates and it was at a time where four years ago, Instagram has changed so drastically. So much, so much much in the last year. Yeah. And no one was branded that way, really. I mean, everyone, even if they were at like a KW or an EXP that like really encourages that self-branded agent. Um, They weren't using templates for open house things or listings. I mean, the real estate social media game has come so far. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about social media because your social media is amazing and you do a lot of reels and I... um, I'm old. And so (laughs) I just started learning how to do reels. Grace is teaching me and I did my first one and I was... Well, actually, Grace did it, um, but I'm learning. <laughs> I'm getting there. She's doing great. Yeah. So it takes quite a bit of time, right? So do you, now that you're an established realtor and that takes time, do you do that yourself or do you have a team that does it or an assistant or how does that look? It is so pieced together right now. So I do most, well, I should say I post all of my Instagram content. You do it all yourself. All myself. Um, I have a friend who has gone viral on TikTok and likes editing TikTok videos. <laughs> and so she helps me edit like my TikToks. That's amazing. Um, that's so nice. In her spare time and we've worked out a good deal between us, but <laughs> that's it really. So, I mean, I have a shared album with her. I'm doing all of like my content creation. Um, I'm like a one man show. I don't have an assistant or. So how amazing is that? Because that's even more of your brand and you when putting that out, because there's no problem if you hire out, like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, but like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do that because they don't take the time, but it is your brand. So when you get, when you see anything of Paige Gibson, it's, it's Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And, and to be fair, is it always the best use of my time as my business grows? Like ideally you get to a point where you can hire a social media manager who just really gets you. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of at least the way I'm building my team, but really like who fits the brand. And mm-hmm. so it's less becoming about me and more becoming about like who is, what is Paige Gibson Holmes. And so someone can step in and it's like, wow, you have the same values, you have the same like really just core pillars as page. So it feels like a natural extension. So that's the only way you can leverage and grow, I would say. But as of now, yeah, it's it's me. And I've gone through part of that branding process in the beginning was going through, okay, what are those values? Who are you? And getting clear on that. So then you have these brand guidelines so I can pass things off to my print or anything else I'm doing so they can be like, okay, these are the colors. These are the imagery that like we can associate with the brand. And um, eventually someone who does my social media um, will have all of that and be like, okay, what is the brand voice? Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. it feels still cohesive. 
And I'm jumping into another question that I was going to ask later, but we're just going to fire at it right now, is what makes, um, so I would like to hear your opinion because you have two Instagrams, your personal and your professional. And so I, we hear a lot of different opinions on this and I want to hear yours because it's your brand, right? So your professional is your brand. I follow both. <laughs> um, but tell us about like, how does, what's your opinion on that? And do you, I know the answer to this, but do you mix at all in between? Yeah. So, or do you ever have too much champagne that you accidentally <laughs> post on the wrong one? <laughs> so here's actually a fun fact, like a personal fun fact. I'm allergic to alcohol, so that oh. doesn't oh, happen. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> if, if anything like that happens, it's just because I accidentally did it. Yes. I don't have anything else to blame. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brain cells. Um, but yeah, no, that was a whole ordeal and not fun. But um, sorry to hear. It's like an icebreaker. <laughs> um, but I. Um, so I have two and I was 23 when I started Paige Gibson Homes. So one, I didn't really know anyone buying a house and everyone was like too young. What's that responsibility? Like what are interest rates? Yeah, (laughs) it's just like, you know, not really a thing. And so, and I had been traumatized by Roden and Fields consultants at the time where and I'm being so dramatic. It was. I love this. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but it was just one of those things that it was like watching someone who you knew from college or a friend and like you really like following their life. But then all of a sudden they're just pushing product. Mm-hmm. And then like yes. anytime you like DM them being like, oh my gosh, I love your puppy. And then it's like, hey, do you want to buy product? Like, thank you. Do you want to buy product? And yeah. Buy this right. serum for your eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. And like love the hustle. Like she was building a business. Respect it. Respect it even more now. Um, but that just really, I didn't want anyone to feel like that's what I was doing. Um, and, but really I think the biggest thing was, so when I created the two, everyone who follows Paige Gibson Holmes has opted in. It's not that they're following, like it's very clear they want Paige Gibson Holmes content. It's organic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're not following my thing because they know I like to travel and they like to see my travel stuff. Like they're following because they for some capacity like real estate, whether they're interested in a home or interior design or anything I show within that kind of brand strategy or that content, they've opted in, right? And they can always opt out and unfollow, but excuse me, for the mean like for the biggest thing that for me was so important. I don't have a ton of crossover. I probably have like five hundred people and it's really not a whole lot when you look at both follower mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, so for whatever reason, some people just didn't want to subscribe to both and I do do some cross sharing so I try to keep it at a minimal so it's not like spammy um but also just like sheer um privacy too I you know am in that fun bachelorette phase and like my Paige Gibson Holmes followers don't need to see me at a pool party in Vegas (laughs) like you know (laughs) and I love posting that like I really do love social media for the pure just connecting with people. And so I didn't want to kind of have to curate both. Like I wanted to just really do Paige Gibson Holmes content so I could just spam the heck out of that, you know, and whatever I wanted to post about that can be posted there. And then personally, I can do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's not not naive enough that like both matter and both influence each other. But to me, that was important to keep it separate. How long does it take you? to do in what capacity. Like, like how long on social media would you say, I like, 
let's just specifically use Instagram. How long does it take you like a day or how much are you on it on a day? Oh my gosh. Well, my screen time yes. is absurd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but that's different because it's not all on social media. And like the difference, like when I'm watching TikToks, it's like, oh, I like that sound. Right. And like, I actually don't watch any, shouldn't say any, like I have a few real estate videos that will pop up, but like most of the time I'm not really watching real estate content on either of my um, like Instagram or TikTok. And so a lot of the stuff I pull inspiration from is from other trends or other things. And so I'm as I'm scrolling TikTok, it's like technically I'm like looking for sounds, but I'm also just like enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it's tough mm-hmm. to answer that because it's, that all comes to like the more time you spend on the app, the more familiar you are with it. So then when you want to post something, it takes less time. But it is a time commitment to be on the app and to post. And if, like, I don't really follow the, like, rules of, like, you should spend 30 minutes before or whatever they suggest. But if you really wanted to dive into that, then you're really even on there. I mean, people make this a full-time job. Right. 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 Because especially something like TikTok, like, you get on there to do, like, research on what you should use, and then you just go down a dark hole and you're there for hours. (laughs) And then it's, like, some of these research things where you're like, oh, that's so cool. And then you think of the time it takes to create that content. Yeah. Right? I was at an open house, and it was so quiet this past weekend. And... um, I was like, oh, I could try lip syncing that. And it was just the biggest fail. (laughs) Maybe that's, and to me, like, that type of content, I just don't do well at. Like, I'm not great at lip syncing. And, like, honestly, even, like, singing in general, like, I'm kind of off the words. So, like, lip syncing, I'm just not on the beat. Um, And so, but, like, I have a friend who, in real estate, she's great, and she crushes it and she's funny in person and she's funny online and so that is her brand and personality mm-hmm. so it feels cohesive mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. you don't want to force something if it's not for you you know yeah and so for me like my tiktok has turned into this like lifestyle mixed with real estate like i'm doing home renovations and i'm doing things and so i'm showing that a little bit more lifestyle wise and and that's honestly part of like the page gibson homes brand is i do so much with my clients post Close that like it's like I do want to be friends with them so for them to know all those things about me just feels natural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with your content then how do you plan that out because I've heard different strategies of like you should have a bucket of five different topics that you like to talk about and you kind of rotate them through do you have a strategy like that or do you just kind of post what you want yeah I should Um, I think I probably like if I were to dive through my social media, I could probably find those five themes, Mm -hmm. but I'm not consciously being like, okay, and today I talk about investing and then tomorrow I talk about this lifestyle post and then, yeah, it's just really when I feel inspired, which means it's not consistent. And I would say that's probably the biggest downfall of mine. Um, but at the same time, then it's, it is super authentic because it's like yeah. mm-hmm. when I feel inspired to talk about something, like I got out of a meeting with my financial advisor and I forget what he told me, but it was like, I went on my Instagram story and I was like, everyone needs to know this. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like, I feel like when I'm getting interested in something, mm-hmm. I just share that with everyone. I call it like the shampoo effect, right? Like when you like, let's say you just tried this shampoo and you absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're like, okay, you, t- you go tell all your friends about it. Yes. You're right? yeah. That's yes. what I feel like my social media is like, I have this experience or, you know, I'm going through this or like a client story and I'm like, oh my God, this was like the coolest thing. 
and um, and then I go tell everyone about it. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you have professional photos. Did you dive right in when you started your brand with that? Or did you, like, for a newer agent, like, what do you suggest? Like, yep, absolutely get professional photos and get and use them immediately and a lot? Or is it one of those things where you're, you're like, oh no, you can do it on your, you can do it on your iPhone. They're like, you know, what's your I opinion? It has to be a mix, right? Like if you're only showing professional photos, then you turn into that like old school bus bench where you're like, mm, so it was taking a really long time ago when you had all your mm-hmm. hair and makeup done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not showing up to your 8 a.m. showing the like that. <laughs> so I think it has to be a mix where it's like, you know, but professional photos is part of like everything's part of like what are you portraying, right? And so with Paige Gibson Homes, I really wanted to portray this like attainable luxury, and so that I can sell a hundred thousand dollar condo, or I could sell a three million dollar property, and it feels the same, mm-hmm. right? And getting it, the same experience because honestly, it might be that same client, right? Someone mm-hmm. buys their first property with you, and then they build up. And so you want to, for me personally, I really wanted a brand that felt like luxury at both points, right? So from there, and it's like that approachable piece. So you need both, right? Professional photos really shows like, okay, this is, you know, how I present myself. And then on the flip side, like, I don't look like that all the time. Like, you know, and yeah, so, the authenticity of it. Yeah, it's good to show both. Do you get them done quarterly or twice a year? I mean, like I was more blonde in the summer. So like, you know what I mean? Like, and then if like you take pictures, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I just met with Lizzie and she doesn't look like that anymore. You know, like, do you do yeah. that? You know, how often do I do yes. it? Um, I have been really bad about doing it this year. I let I have a friend who's my photographer and she rocks and she has gotten so busy. So finding dates that it's like tricky. you love to see your vendors grow and then you're like, well, crap. <laughs> like I love to see your business flourish and now I can't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been just timing wise. So I haven't done them as much this year. I would say last year I did them quarterly. Quarterly. Um, but it's building up that content base, right? Like, I mean, I still look like my 2018 self enough to post. Like, yeah. I mean, it looks yeah. a little different, um, but it's not like outdated. So I think it's just really building up that content base so that you can pull from mm-hmm. it. And so, whatever, what fits the budget, what fits. You know, if you are dyeing your hair constantly, then yeah, you should probably have like <laughs> your seasonal photos. I mean, if you're blonde in the summer, red in the fall, and dark in the winter, like you should have photos of each hair color. But for you, if you always are darker in the fall, you could pull a photo from last fall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I don't look that different. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's just then you have the seasonality ones, and so you don't necessarily need to rush to go to get a new brand session because you already have that. 100%. Because mm-hmm. I know there was like a time where we were posting in the summer. But I was wearing like a turtleneck and I was like, this is, we got to get like new photos yeah, done. Yeah. We I'm, need to be in a t-shirt. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> like a tank top, something. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have tools that help you with posting on social media, whether it's like scheduling or different editing tools or like blogs that you read to get good ideas? Or do you, do you have any suggestions or tips? Um, my friend uses CapCut to edit TikToks. She says it's super easy. I love CapCut. <laughs> So good. I have not taken the time to learn it. Yet. I was like, what's that? <laughs> um, I use in-app editing mostly. I mean, TikTok feels pretty. The only thing with TikTok is like the words that you can do on CapCut, or just how it like on CapCut will automatically like sync to 
the sounds and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I would say, but otherwise, most of my stuff I just do in app. So um, and scheduling when you're posting based on like when you feel like it. I, I'm not scheduling things yeah. out. I might think like if I have a busy week of closings and I want to post my clients, I might think of like okay, like if I want my feed to look a certain way, I'm gonna have to do you know mm-hmm. post a few different things. So that's as far as I get. Um, Again, like, I feel like that is not, like, the best practice, but that's what I'm But doing. when you're on a time crunch, too, it makes it so much easier to use in-app editing instead of having to, like, move a picture around to three different apps before you can upload yeah, it. Yeah, face-tune it before you yeah, can do anything. Yeah. yeah, so that's very, like, time efficient, and yeah. that's what fits your needs. And it's, like, again, when I'm feeling inspired and, like, you know, running off this caption, it's just, like, okay, post. You know, I don't... I could be better about, like, waiting for, like, when the app suggests you should post and all of that. But um, I'm just kind of like, this is, someone will see it. That's the point, right? And so, yeah. What would you tell a new agent starting into the business? What would you, what would be your top thing you would recommend to them? So I love saying this because I think we get really tied up in how many followers we have, right? And especially in the age of influencers and people have like a million followers and it makes like your 60 feel just like tiny. Do you guys remember the video that it was like, I think it's gone viral, but it's like someone checks out at a store and then after he leaves there's like two women and they're like high-fiving each other and they're like so excited Mm -hmm. right I think like that video kind of you know reminds me that like it takes one person you don't need 8,000 followers you don't need this absurd amount because if one person wanted to buy a house with you would if 60 people wanted to buy a house with you like would you truly be able to manage that capacity mm-hmm. and there are very few agents across Minnesota who are selling more than 60 houses mm-hmm. a year and so when you look at that you're like okay are there 30 people in my a thousand followers that want to buy a house yes that stat is the answer is yes right yeah. and it's like are they just going to are they going to work with you and so I think from a new agent advice wise it's like are you adding value are you being authentic? And that business will come if the answers are yes to all those things. But I think instead of approaching social media from this, like, I need to grow, I need to grow, I need to grow. It's like, how deep are those connections and how are you adding value to the people who have already opted in, right? They already want to hear what you have to say. So what are you providing them? Yeah, I love that advice. And I honestly think the same goes for other metrics like the number of likes that you get and the number of comments that you get because one post might do really well and the other one might not but you're still staying in front of the people and you're still showing up and being authentic and remaining consistent yeah and I think like I'm at the point in my business now where I'm getting referrals from people who haven't even bought a house with me but they've been following me for that's awesome a few years and it's so cool because it's like you forget people are watching yeah I mean like you could have like I mean real estate's full of ebbs and flows and you could be in a lull and forget that people are like watching all the time and that's the benefit of social media and like watch yourself (laughs) because everyone's watching um but yeah I think that's really cool where it's like I didn't even know this person and they referred me business and um so to that point too it's just like there are people who again have opted in and subscribed to your content you just have to keep putting it out there and showing up. Where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Gibson Homes. 
Um, and then the rest of my contact information is there. Awesome. So, awesome. We'll yeah. put it in the show notes too. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All-American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All-American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.